0: Please stand to sing. <clears throat> as we remember today on this Remembrance Sunday for the past hundred years poppies have been a, a symbol of remembrance and uh, as the story goes in the Flanders fields the poppies sprouted up after the, the mud and the evidence of war had cleared away after 1918 and of course on the 11th hour of the 11th month 1918 marked the end of conflict in the First World War, and ever since then, people all around the world have stopped on the 11th of November to remember, to reflect, and also the Sunday closest to that day is always Remembrance Sunday, which we celebrate today. And people still stop in their homes, stop in the street, (coughs) some workplaces a time for people to stop and reflect eh, as well and we want to spend a wee bit of time reflecting eh, today also on the good news of Jesus and God's message to us and how we can learn from what's happened in the past and how we love one another, respond to one another as Jesus has called us and so today we remember, remember all of these things And we remember those who have lost their lives in wars Families who have been directly affected Communities that have been devastated And those who still grieve And those who still remember We're going to pray just now, let's pray Lord, as we bring our worship and our praise today Lord, we take time to remember and reflect on wars and conflicts of the past for those who've lost their lives and those directly affected, those who are still grieving and communities that are still affected. Lord, we also come to be in your presence, to sing your praises and hear your word. May you speak powerfully to us today and remind us of the way of peace the way of Jesus Lord in these moments we pray for our world those places where there are conflict and war Lord we pray for peace around our world today we pray for politicians and world leaders those who can make a a direct difference that they would look to you for guidance Lord we also pray for our own community for those here in Greenock who still remember have family and friends directly affected remember those for whom those memories are still very fresh Young men and women caught up in the conflicts in Afghanistan and Iraq, those who've lost their lives. (coughs) Or may you bring your peace this day. Or today we also pray for our own congregation here. We remember those that aren't able to be here today that you would bring your healing and the power of your Holy Spirit especially pray for uh, Angela today that you would just direct the, the doctors that they would be able to find out what is going on and Angela would be brought to full health and full healing Lord as we gather as your people We join with your people all around the world as we say the prayer that Jesus taught his first disciples. As we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. I'm going to hear A first reading from the Bible uh, Today I'm going to read from the Old Testament In the book of Isaiah Chapter 2 And from verse 1 to 5 This is what Isaiah writes This is what Isaiah son of Amos, Saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem In the last days the mountain of the Lord's temple Will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations, and will settle disputes. For many peoples they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pr- pruning hooks nation will not take up sword against nation nor will they train for war anymore amen there's a wee short video uh, i'm just going to play and uh, this is called the remembrance hymn it's a lovely tune and lovely words just to help us reflect today To stand, we're going to have our two minute silence. But if you don't feel able, it's okay eh, to remain eh, seated. I have a little video I'm going to play, and it um, has a, a bugle playing the reveille, and then it ends the silence at the end as well. And a pre recorded Isaac eh, reading uh, that very famous poem at the end of their silence today eh, as well. So if anybody's able to, to stand. they shall grow not old as we that are left grow old age shall not weary them nor the years condemn at the going down of the sun and in the morning we will remember them i'd like to take your seats I just wanted to say a couple of wee things about the poppies that we have uh, here at our service today. Um, we had poppies made by a number of the ladies, including Sheila at Mount Cook. No, <laughs> these ones were. I know she's shaking her head, but she <laughs> uh, so there was a lot of ladies had got together, and uh, it was an amazing display over our front gate and over the pulpit uh, in the church as well. If you have a wee look on Facebook. Um, you may see it. I think there was a wee photo of some of them in the Telegraph earlier uh, this week. And um, we've also got uh, some cards that were made by the Guides Rainbows Brownie group that's based at Mount Cook, And um, we, I think some of you have already received some of these uh, already today. So we're thankful for the, the Guides for doing that for us today as well. We're going to sing again and we're going to sing the hymn, Will Your Anchor Hold in the Storms of Life.
1: Shall the angry waves that your bark will fall? We have an anchor that keeps us so steadfast and sure, while the billows roll, fastened to the rock which cannot move, grounded for deep in the sea. Enjoy while the bellows roll. Pass into the rock which cannot melt. Ground it firm and deep in the Saviour.
0: got a question to ask So we start today. Does war tell us something about human nature? You know, war is a, a terrible thing. I know speaking to a number of folks, uh, both in this congregation and Mount Kirk, some who are no longer with us, uh, who served in wars in the past. Uh, my own dad, uh, is 93, this year had served in the British Army at the end of the Second World War. Uh, my uncle was in RAF, Our two uncles were in the RAF uh, at the end of the war uh, as well, and I've heard their stories and uh, from other family members as well, and war is a, a terrible and tragic thing. It's to be avoided, if at all possible, and sadly sometimes it's not always avoidable. Sometimes it's necessary to dis- defend freedoms to protect the vulnerable and to enact justice but it's always regrettable and wars never end well and we have to ask ourselves what is it in our human nature that causes wars in the first place? Because from the very beginning of time until the present, there's always been war, there's always been conflict. So perhaps we need to look at ourselves. Is there something in us that is the cause of war? And yes, it's governments and nations decide to go to war. It's not ordinary people like you and I. It's people in power who decide to go to war. But it's ordinary people and populations that get dragged into in so many different ways but all of these things I think originate in the human heart something in us that breeds hatred that breeds revenge and all those things that can easily lead to wars and why is it that so often that we choose revenge over peace that's one of the key questions why do we choose revenge over peace and that's not just a question for governments and politicians and nations, but for us as individuals. In our relationships with one another, friendships with our family, next-door neighbours, the people that we work with, people that we meet from day to day, when we get upset, when people do us wrong or do evil towards us, something in the human heart sometimes wants to take revenge. We want to have the last word. We want to have the upper hand in whatever conflict that might be, whether it's personal or national. And there's that whole thing of, and you can see it in the lives of politicians and world leaders, of not wanting to be seen to lose face. And that can be the source of many, many conflicts, one example of that I um, actually witnessed earlier this week I was uh, through in Edinburgh attending a concert and uh, let's just say the crowd is quite rowdy which I was surprised at for Edinburgh um, and there were some chaps sitting behind us, that's the first concert I've been to in two years since the start of the pandemic some guys behind us had, them, obviously must have been to the bar or somewhere else before so let's say they had quite a number of refreshments before the even got through the door, and uh, one of them tapped me on the shoulder, and he had a wee hip flask and asked if I wanted a, a whiskey, <laughs> and they had a quarter bottle as well behind them, you know, and they were sharing it out. And as they got more and more inebriated, they got louder and louder and louder, and this was annoying a lot of people. And a guy at the end of the row said, "If you guys don't keep quiet, he says, I've paid good money to come here. I'm going to take you out." And I have a few fine words with you. That's not exactly what he said, but you can imagine <laughs> what he said. And, of course, that sparked something, as you can imagine. And there uh, were some people around managed to kind of calm it down and said, look, everybody's here, have a nice time, just behave. Um, anyway, the lad who, young mm-hmm. lad who kind of started it all off, he left. And then one of the lads tapped this gentleman on the shoulder at the end of the, the row, had a go at him and apparently he was trying to apologise for his friend's behaviour but because he was quite inebriated as well he didn't go about it in the best way and the man didn't hear him and he reacted and he he had a go at him and words were said and they said right we'll sort this outside (laughs) meanwhile everybody else around were trying to calm the situation down and I think the staff were a little bit out of their depth uh, let's see. but um, anyway it didn't end in a fist fight, but it very easily could have done. And it of—it was a, an example of somebody who was obviously angry, annoyed, maybe for good reason, but the fact even this lad wanted to apologise, he didn't want to hear that, he, he wanted to settle it outside, but okay, you could maybe say he was maybe justified. But when things like that happen, it always leads to more violence. It always leads to people getting more hit up. It doesn't bring peace when we want to take revenge, when we want the last word. It always escalates into something else. And our second reading today is from Paul's letter to the Romans. And it's chapter 12. And Paul has some really important things to say into a situation like that and also into the conflicts that we face in our world today Romans chapter 12 and I'm going to read verses 17 to 21 Paul says Do not repay anyone evil for evil Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody If it is possible, as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone That first verse that I read out says, Do not repay anyone evil but evil. That never comes to any good when you repay evil with evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. You know, sometimes you can do your best and be forgiving and being merciful. And the other person just doesn't want to listen. They're not interested. They want to inflame things even further. And sometimes you just have to walk away and leave them be. Whether it's on a personal level or a, a national level. And of course there are times when nations and governments have to step in and take a firm stand. We think of the Second World War and Adolf Hitler. If our government had stood by and done nothing what would our world be like today? I think it would look very, very different. I know that not all Christians agree on that but perhaps sometimes there is a justification for acting uh, in order to protect the, the vulnerable and to enact justice in the world and to actually prevent further conflict and death so Paul says, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, love at peace. You know, there's a, a lot depends on us. You know, whether another person wants to forgive us or not, forgiveness is always within our power and our control. We can choose to forgive. We can choose to be merciful. And that entirely depends on us. And so we do have a choice in many situations to live at peace with everyone. Jesus, the Gospel of Matthew said, But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. And when Jesus taught this, Jesus was responding to another verse <coughs> which was about taking revenge hating your enemies taking revenge on those who have done you wrong so Jesus says but I say love your enemies the testament says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth which was actually a way of limiting revenge or limiting justice in some way. And Jesus is responding saying, but I tell you, love your enemies. And that is the hardest thing to do. Jesus told us to love our neighbours as we love ourselves. But to love your enemy is something that goes way beyond that and much, much harder. And he even says, do good Pray for those who persecute you. And do good to them. And in that way, you'll be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. The Apostle Paul reflects something similar. Romans 12, 19. Where he says, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. You see, we, we can have that urge to have the last word to take revenge, to get one up on somebody who's done us wrong. Paul's telling us that the better way is to leave room for God's judgment. God has not appointed us as judge over other people, final judge over other people. God is judge. And one day people who do wrong, people who do evil to us, people who do evil in this world, will have to face God as their judge. And he will judge them with justice. God doesn't turn a blind eye to sin. God dealt with sin on the cross. His son Jesus who gave himself for us. The blood of Jesus covers sin. But for those who do not accept that mercy and that forgiveness of the cross. They will have to face God on their own they will have to answer for themselves so those who do evil will have to face God for what they have done so Paul is saying take your hands off and leave it to God it's not for us to enact God's justice and sometimes people have the perception that to forgive to be merciful is weak but it is not weak in any way shape or form is Jesus weak? certainly not Jesus was on the cross he said father forgive them for they do not know what they do that's an example of Jesus forgiving his enemies Jesus is the strongest person who ever lived and he showed us that forgiveness is not weak in fact we are handing people over to God, if they're not willing to repent and they're not willing to change, then it's God they will have to answer to. And Paul ends with this. He says, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals upon his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good now there's an irony in this statement because when you do want to take revenge and you know you can't you really want to do something but you know you can't and you shouldn't and Paul is explaining that that frustration can be taken away as we learn to love people and it's not the weak choice It's actually the harder choice to love our enemies and to even do good for them. Paul says, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him drink, for by so doing you will heap burning coals upon his head. That's not that you're bringing down a curse on somebody, but it's explaining what he's already said, that you're leaving somebody to God's judgment if they're not going to listen, if they're not going to turn away. It's a story my dad, remember my dad telling me when I was in my teens, my dad worked in a a factory for a good number of years and there was a man there who bullied him practically every day. He was really not a nice person at all at that time. And uh, my dad put up with this for years and he he wasn't nice to some of the rest of the staff as well. And uh, my dad had left that place, but before doing so, he committed to praying for that man every day that God would soften his heart and change him that he would come to know Jesus. And many years later, after my dad had left working there, he bumped into this gentleman at a, a funeral of a, a common friend. And he came up to my dad afterwards and he said, I am so sorry for the way I treated you all those years when we worked together. He says, would you be able to forgive me? He says, I know that you... I'm not expecting you to. But he says, if you can, forgive me. My dad says, yes, I forgive you. And the man wasn't expecting that really at all. And I don't know if you ever saw that man again, but it was a moment where doing good, and the man said to him, he says, all those years, he says, I was really rotten to you. He says, you did nothing good. Uh, you, You did nothing but good to me and he remembered that he remembered that my dad didn't take revenge and love is far more powerful than hate it's far more powerful than revenge and it is not the weak, a weak way it's a strong way, it's a strong choice it's a more powerful choice because it's love that changes the world it's love that will transform this world it's love that will transform this world that is in conflict, that people will learn to live in peace together. And I really don't think that's some pie in the sky, airy fairy idea that can't work. Because Jesus himself showed us that it works. The love of Christ has transformed millions and millions and millions of lives and hearts. People who hated God people who had rebelled against God, people who didn't want to listen to God, whose hearts have been softened and transformed by the grace and mercy of God. So what Paul is describing here is what God does for us, how God acts towards us. At one time we were called God's enemies and now because of Jesus and what he's done on the cross we are called God's friends. That's God's love. Let's pray together. Lord, on this Remembrance Sunday, as we remember conflicts of the past and conflicts of the present, and those things in the human heart that lead to the breakdown of friendships and relationships, and even between nations. Lord, help us learn from the way of Jesus. Jesus. Help us learn to love like him in the way that he has shown us. To even have love for our enemies and to do good for those who persecute us and do us harm. And in so doing, we act as the children of our Father in heaven. Because this is the way that Jesus has shown us by example. And Lord, when we find it hard to forgive, when we find it hard not to take revenge or to have the last word, Lord, convict our hearts by your Holy Spirit to know when to speak and to know when to stay silent, to know when to act and to know when to step away. That you would help us to bring peace into the lives of all those that we meet either within our families, friends, neighbours and throughout our community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're coming to the end of our service uh, today. And uh, if I could maybe remind you at the end, if you remember, to sanitise your hands at the sanitiser station on the way out today. And uh, next Sunday... Here at the same time, quarter past twelve, for our Christmas shoebox service. So please bring your shoeboxes if you have them, and just put them in a, or we'll put them in a pile here eh, at the front before they get taken away eh, the following week. We're going to end our service with our final hymn, which is "At the Name of Jesus, Every Knee Shall Bow." Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you all now and always. Amen.